Hi, and welcome to And Just Like What? Where Sex in the City super fans tell the truth and nothing but the truth about the reboot and just like that. I'm Ricky. And I'm Meredith. And who's in the background there, Meredith? <laughs> our third That's host. That's my dog, Beans. That's our third host. Uh, you're just going to have to welcome her contribution to this conversation. <laughs> she's she's She is getting just as unhinged as Steve was at the farmer's market. Did Steve not just blow? She's like, well, I think she's more upset because she's like, Steve deserves better. Steve deserves better. She has so much to say about it. Okay. Hi, everyone. We are here to give you everything you really need to know this week. Because what we do here at this little pod is break down every episode and just like about and just like that. Whew, and there's always so much to break down. Our episodes, Meredith, our episodes are longer than the actual episodes. So that tells you something. <laughs> there's a lot to go on here. Um, but um, there's, we yeah, have fun. there's a lot to go on. Uh, R- Ricky and I are, are uh, Sex and the City super fans, as he mentioned. We have a long history of watching, re-watching, re-re-watching the series. So just to reintroduce ourselves, we also had life experiences that very closely mirrored mirrored Carrie's, where we love Mm. New York, we're (laughs) both in publishing. We're closeted Um, Carrie's. So we're closeted Carrie's, but very active Mirandas. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And fantasy (laughs) Samantha's. Oh, I don't know about that. Maybe I'm a fantasy (laughs) Charlotte. I don't. Oh God, Samantha Truth comes lived, out. Honestly, Samantha lived life like a gay man in the seventies. Do you know what I mean? Just like not a care. <laughs> no, I shouldn't mm. say that. But you know what I mean? Like when sex was fun. <laughs> you know, pre eighties yes. sex for a gay man in the seventies, and um, it'll never be the same. Yet she just she got to do it week after week. But we don't have her. We kind of have Seema now. We kind of have Seema. She was in a group dinner scene which to me is very hopeful that she'll slip in a little bit more and not just be a plot device uh it felt like a plot device it did didn't it she all she had she had one thing to do in this episode and it was just to to introduce uh, online dating for carrie but eh, did you have a yes Derek? can i just like dare i say that the uh characters who are people of color uh exist to serve the function of the white characters it's the storyline. I know all all that they're doing is introducing fake wokeness right now. At this point, it's it's not actually legit. It's not really working out for the for the storylines, right? And if we do get it, it's very one dimensional right now. They're really not interwoven. It's a question for MJP, right, Michael. J. Patrick, <laughs> Michael Patrick have... King. Yes, it is. It is a question for him. Hey, did you have like an and just like that week at all? Did anything happen? Were you surprised about society in any way? Were you? Did you feel like a conehead? <laughs> did you feel like you were dropped off? You know, in your um, like in the world and like looking at the world through fresh eyes. That's not the only. I, I didn't feel but... like I was. I mean, I'd answer no to all of that. <laughs> <laughs> 
but I would say I did resonate with very loosely with some of the themes in this issue or in this issue. Sorry, I work in magazines. Magazines um, in yes. this in this episode uh, about kind of navigating communication with your spouse with your partner uh, about yeah. how difficult it is and how mm-hmm. sometimes you talk to your partner you wouldn't talk to your friends the way you talk to your partner like charlotte yeah. blasting harry mm-hmm. um so like we i you know my my partner and i did have some times this week trying to navigate that trying mm. to trying to talk to each other in a way where we feel like we're expressing what's important to us, but also hearing what the other person is saying without coming from an immediate place of like defensiveness or resentment. And it is mm. hard, Ricky. It's really, really hard mm. to not like be communicating from a story, yes. you know, like an internalized story or communicating instead of actually being present yeah. and listening um, or communicating with an agenda you know, and a proposed outcome in your yeah. mind um, that has nothing to do with what the other person is saying. I'm, I listen. I hear you. I often with Matt can feel like I talk and talk and talk, and I'm a talker, but he, it's like he literally doesn't listen. I w- he'll he will reintroduce concepts I've I've given to him months ago to me like they're new. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I think we need a Google Alexa in this home to record everything so I can be a, I'm the ultimate I told you so. But I also believe that I I have a few good I told you so's up my sleeve in this one. But that's a really interesting way to look at this. Like, how cool that you um, can see the comparison. Not cool that you're having communi- some communication issues, but also you're aware of it and you're obviously working on it. And and I guess I had the thought too, that just because we do, sometimes it's normalized to be able to talk to your spouse in a way that maybe isn't always so loving. Does that make it right? Does and it I think right? that yeah. often in pop culture, we have that kind of like, oh, you're married, uh, like that sucks, like, <laughs> you know? Like it's the worst thing that could ever happen to someone. Like go yeah. of old ball and chain, and right. old ball I think and there's. Chain. Oh, it it seems like especially lady? in American culture. Yeah, exactly. Like there's this idea that men are trapped and like women are hags, or like, or if it's a same sex partner, just like having a partner sucks and it brings you down. It doesn't really matter the gender. That's just mm-hmm. that's just what I meant. But it's it can be. It's like it's a crappy thing. So, so yeah. we, you don't often see the, actually, that's why I like Naya and her partner because like they're, they're very respectful of each other and, and pretty, pretty loving. So I liked mm-hmm. that, that we could see some, see an example of a partnership that isn't just like super <laughs> that lame. just at its, at um, their throats. Yeah. What about you? What about you? What was your, and just like that moment this week? Well, I had, okay. You know how like there was this thing where these women there was i think it was new york times did an article about this middle age doesn't just happen to you but honestly i think it was a little unfair because it does sometimes it you are surprised by middle age at times i'm on the eve i'm on the eve of my 46th birthday literally it's tomorrow mm-hmm. so um and i in america they do pre-screen this is going to be so weird to talk about but they do pre-screening for colon cancer at 45. They started at 45 in America now. It's a new guideline. So I am scheduled for a colonoscopy. A colonoscopy? I'm too young. On your birthday? 
No, it's in a month. Did but you schedule it I for your birthday? Basically, oh. right? Like a really good treat. Um, no, but um, it's it all took me by surprise. And I went for my pre-screening kind of thing, like with at the a hospital yesterday. And all of a sudden, and just like that, I felt really like in a different age bracket, really, you know, and, and, and different about my body and all that type of stuff and thinking, and even stuff like the uh, nurse practitioner was asking me questions like, well, what uh, is your family history? And what, okay, well, what medications does your dad take? And all these types of things. And I didn't know because I'm not necessarily thinking like this and I need to know this stuff. So anyway, so maybe they were a little harsh on Carrie because, you know, you can feel great, 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 great. And then all of a sudden your hip, (laughs) your hip just gives out. This is possible. And it can surprise you. Um, I think of myself as a very young person, right? Yeah. I think, I think, I think people do most of their lives. I think, I think this kind of fixed idea of who you are in your twenties, because that's when your brain stops growing, you know, for most Mm -hmm. people, you lock like their brain is like, yeah, like your brain is like evolving until like your late twenties. And so, like, it's set at that point. So it makes sense that we have this image of ourselves in our 20s as who we are. Like, that's our sense of self. I, I agree with you because so, so, so my example of that is I'm still in my 30s, <laughs> barely. <laughs> I'm, turning, I'm turning 39 this year. But mm-hmm. I feel my age because, Ricky, ultra-low-rise genes are back. And oh, I am losing my mind. Yes. They were terrible 20 years ago yeah. when I was in high school. And now they're coming back and we're going to, what? Like, how is this happening? You know what is the great thing about being an almost 39-year-old is that you have the confidence to go into that store and buy the jeans that fit your body rather than that are on trend. And I'm going to give you I've seen these articles that say, (laughs) I show my age by wearing high-waisted skinny jeans. And Uh, I was like, but high-waisted skinny jeans look good on everybody. Exactly. (laughs) Wear ultra-low-wise jeans. Never I've had two good. children. I'm seeing, I'm with seeing C-sections. Christina Aguilera, you know, performing somewhere with like or Britney Spears, uh, 2000 era, and it's it's one of the worst eras for fashion. So why would we want to bring that back? Like, why are we going there? I'm sorry for you. I'm sorry for womankind right now, Thank or you. anyone who wants to wear, yes. who feels pressured to wear a low rise jean because it's what you know fashion magazines are saying are in uh low-rise jeans with a whale tail what's a whale tail when you can see your thong no 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 really yes 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 uh i know i'm i'm not there for it fallout from last episode yeah so fallout from last episode so one of our listeners one of our super fans (laughs) sent some really interesting information about the apartment so, so you know, in the last episode, if you listened to it, um, Ricky and I were frantically trying to figure out uh, where this apartment is, the, the initial one that Carrie buys. Sorry for my dog, everybody. <laughs> um, she just hates other dogs. Oh, okay. <laughs> so so when, one of our super fans found out that, that actually um, the new apartment, they were against a green screen. Uh, so the apartment is all a set. And it's, so when you thought that Seema was green screened, it's because she was. And it's not uh, real. And apparently the vision was that the apartment, um, it doesn't, 
they had for the apartment, what they wanted, it doesn't actually exist anywhere in Manhattan. Although you and I found that listing, yeah, we're like, this like looks the like the identical apartment. apartment. That was really crazy. Yeah, and they, yeah, and they spent lots of money building it, and because they wanted it to look very stark. But then I Ugh. thought that actually makes sense because it would be terrible PR, right, for a a, a developer to be like, yeah, let's let's put our um, apartment in and you can film it, but it's framed as being like we don't really like it. Yeah, and also so that makes sense. That they the timeline it. didn't really add up to me because this would have been filmed like so long ago, and why would that place still be on the market? Do you know what I mean? Like in New York, I don't think things sit for like eight months, so or however long. Um, so that makes sure. a lot more yeah. sense that it was green screen. They could yeah. have done a and, better and, job of the green screen. I'm just going to say. Yeah, they could have. It's like speaking of Stark, it's it's very alarming. And then the other thing that I read is there was this really interesting uh, BuzzFeed roundup about all the times that um, all of the characters are pretty terrible to Samantha mm. over the years. Like in, in, the, in the past... And in, that in, like, from ju- from just like that, it, Samantha really times, shouldn't Samantha be Samantha from friend. Sex in the City, yeah, should have just ended her friendships with Carrie Miranda and Charlotte on the spot. And it's oh. true. Like when you look through this list, it's like, oh, they're awful. They slut shame her. Are they constantly, do a lot of bad things. Yeah. Yep, they're not supportive of her. They make fun of her. Like really, truly, she's often the butt of jokes. Yep. So I was like, oh, that's a good... And so thinking about it from that perspective, too, thinking about Kim Kim Cattrall playing that character and being like, this is the scene I have to play where everyone's going to be a bitch to me again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, now it's Charlotte. Those are... Though, like, Charlotte's Charlotte's the butt of all the jokes. jokes? Yeah, I feel like that a little little bit. Like, Carrie's very dismissive of her. Maybe they're bad friends. Yeah, K- Carrie's very dismissive of everybody, though. That's true. She is. <laughs> it's true. She's like this type. She's just like over everyone and too cool for school. We kind of see this a little bit with with Peter t- in this episode, but uh, we can we'll get there soon. The there are two articles that I think I had mentioned already. Um, one that Steve deserves better that the cut did. Um, uh, just the fact that not mm-hmm. only does Steve, the husband, deserve better, the actor deserves better. Again, another just flyby, like, where's Steve? Why aren't we getting this, the richness of this relationship to help us understand um, where Miranda's at? And Steve is just like, what? Like, just, they just play up that he can't hear every scene. He's just losing his marbles in every scene. He's awkward. Like, we get that here at least we get more screen time with him here but it's also like okay still like where is steve steve deserves better and then the other one i just wanted to say was um (laughs) the daily beast did an article about how che diaz is the worst character on tv and i'd have to agree it's i mean they're making this person out to be such a monster and it continues into this episode if you ask me uh it continues i had a lot of questions are they funny are they funny? I know. Are yeah. they funny? Are they writing their own jokes in this series? Or is someone writing these jokes for them? Like, because they're not landing. They're not funny. And it's not really stand-up. It's just kind of this observational humor. I guess kind of like Seinfeld stuff, which I didn't think was funny either in the day. So maybe it's just not my type of humor. And you'd need to be into Oh, here's the one. Person. And just like that, fans are divided over whether Che's stand-up set was funny. Oh, really? Interesting. Well, people are divided. I thought it was whether she's actually whether they are actually funny. 
whether they're actually mm. funny. I thought like the stand-up set wasn't the worst. I, I thought it was coherent and interesting and observational, but not funny. It was really manufactured, mm-hmm. like any of the laughs and stuff. Like there would be no real laughs in a crowd with that, with what sh- what they did on stage that day. Um, okay, hey, let's jump in. Do you have okay. a Do you have a little synopsis of what of what this um, episode was all about? We, it's called Sex and yeah. the Widow. Mm-hmm. Sex and the Widow. Ah. Uh, uh, uh. Carrie gets an interesting proposition from her book publisher, while Miranda attempts to rekindle a spark with Steve following radio silence from Che. That is from IMDb. Oh, and nothing about Charlotte. Charlotte uh, gets her tennis game on and her mansplaining um, accusations on. Um, Charlotte's always just the throwaway. Well, and yeah, and yet again, Seema serves to uh, further... Carrie's storyline. Yes. And <laughs> Naya and Andre, not even really sure why they're in this episode. Honestly, like what? Yeah. What is it even? Who, who Continuity cares wise, it was strange. Yeah. It, it just, was just kind of plopped in. Like, and I, it made me yeah. wonder. It's like, were these scenes that were cut from a previous episode that they kind of backfilled? Maybe. It just seemed you like know? out of nowhere. So, yes, we... Let's let's do our little old. Well, first of all, I have to. Say, what were your general impressions of this episode? Uh, general. My general impressions. It was not not one of my favorites. Again. Really? Okay. <laughs> uh, what would have been my favorite? What was your favorite? I, I think I the think second every episode, one. Oh yeah. Okay. I think the second one was probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um. So. I, I just thought that was kind of the most powerful and from yes. a storytelling perspective as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't love it, Ricky. I, there's some great fashion moments. Mm-hmm. Loved those. I felt really bad for Steve. I, I agree with that Daily Beast article. I was like, I don't understand why they're treating the character that way. Mm-hmm. And also why they're not even addressing the fact that Miranda is actively pursuing an affair with someone else and like we're not going to know about steve's experience or yeah and like if that everyone matters. seems to be really supporting it you know like yeah least, or know, at least turning a blind, a blind eye. eye or you know they're not delving into this because um again like miranda like i kind of said before miranda is a confident woman who is a lawyer who is all about like codes and ethics and all those types of things. And, um, and she isn't exploring this, the fact that she should be honest and open with Steve, honest and open. Yeah. No matter what the consequences, because I don't think Miranda is scared of consequences. I think she's really fine with consequences because that's what life is. And again, I was really struck by how much privilege these people have. <laughs> like, it was just like, wow, this is a world that I'm not a part of and not operating in. I also uh, was kind of jealous of Carrie's publisher. I was like, ah, oh, I want to be a publisher in New I York be a where publisher. I just read I wanna, books. I want to be in that office. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, oh, yes, cappuccino mm-hmm. machine. I remember those. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Cool brick and beam building. I remember that. I used to work at a place like that. I worked at a few places like that. I want the back. I want to be Amanda too. Amanda was the breakout star of yeah. the episode and her great career. 
and um, amazing notes about this book. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> let's just get Charlotte out of the Should way. Should we start here. with Miranda? Well, oh, oh Charlotte. Okay, let's get well, Charlotte. Well, Miranda's away. juicier, so let's let's build into Miranda here. Charlotte, you know, she and Lisa. Charlotte Todd has Wexley, a lot yeah. of. She and Harry and I guess LTW and LTW's uh, partner have a mm-hmm. lot of free time and can meet at the downtown tennis club yes. to play games together whenever yes. really is convenient. Absolutely. Whenever, you know, they're just bumping into each other, setting up dates like this. This happens in a course yep. of like two days, right? So, yep, they're important, but not so important So another enough. thing... Speaking of time passing, it, okay, so it's set up at the beginning that I wrote oh. like a year has passed. A year, that's what we I see, thought too. Yes, because we see all types of weather. We see it's raining, it's sunny, it's snowing, but mm-hmm. then it's established that only three months have passed. Yes, I, I don't that get that either. You? I'm like, unless it was one of those weird winters that got every season, you know what I mean? Like, I don't really understand it either. And I'm like, oh God. I'm, I was actually really, I loved that opening shot of Carrie sitting at her window, the iconic place, mm-hmm. working, t- writing again, which is really great. Um, and I love the idea of time passing in this show because we're not getting much movement as far as where it's going as the actual like shows in each show. They're really myopic and really slow. So the passages of time I was hoping would be moving the plot forward a little bit, but it didn't really. And it hasn't really. No, not really. I mean, Miranda, you know, kind of, well, has waited now for three months for Che, Che Guevara to text her back. She'll be waiting a lot longer if she's expecting a, a text from Che Guevara. But um, <laughs> so uh, do, do you know the thought I uh, had? It's because it's so strange. Like the timeline is so weird it's because all it mixed seems up. it seems like they're trying to ex- like express that a year has passed, but then it's only been three months, and so I didn't really know the intent. And then I had this thought: I was like, is this whole thing just like a fantasy? Is the last episode going to be Carrie waking up from a dream and being like, ah? Is it, Whoa, what a is it actually Carrie that had a heart attack or something? And like, it's all like her <gasps> life is flashing before her eyes or something. I don't know. Oh my God. Wait, why was Mr. Big I had edited? That thought. Why was Mr. Big edited out of, first of all, all of our fan theories have been wrong, but let's keep going with them. <laughs> um, why was, did um, Chris Noth have to be edited out, out of the last episode? Is it because actually Carrie was suffering from, something like near near death or something and and he was actually alive so the whole time. So <laughs> I read this this is the spoiler that I okay. read that she goes to Paris and to scatter his ashes I guess and okay. then he comes to her in like a flashback but they cut it oh, out. Oh, okay, yeah. Easy to cut out. Okay. Well, another crazy fan theory uh thrown out the window there, but I I love contributing them whatever. <laughs> But we have Charlotte who basically, okay, here's the gist that I'm going to wrap it up in a little bow here. They decide to do a a mixed couples uh, tennis game. Harry kind of keeps on instructing, like, Charlotte's obviously a good tennis player, um, but Harry keeps telling her how to play the game and she kind of does what he says and inadvertently accidentally knocks him over and doesn't say sorry. And he expects an apology. So, you know, what do you think of that? 
What what are they giving us? I didn't care. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't care less. (laughs) She gives. She gives like. I could care. Couldn't. Could I couldn't care less. It's like. Couldn't. Yeah, couldn't. You couldn't care less because. She equates it with mansplaining that he was telling her how to play and she's not going to apologize for playing good tennis, you know, like, how dare you, Harry? And Harry's so so benign. Like, he is just, Harry will do whatever you want. Harry is not out to mansplain anything. I don't get this vibe from his character. We've seen him for years now on the show. He's the most supportive husband I've ever seen in um, a fictitious setting. And she just goes off on him. And I just think it's another one of those things are like, we better deal with mansplaining. Now, how are we going to work this into the plot? Yeah. yeah, That's all I, I kind of think about that. Yeah. That's what I thought too. And I also thought, well, Charlotte, you did knock him over. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, you, it's just, yeah, just, oh, sorry, shoot, sorry. Like, yeah, who, isn't who it, cares? Isn't I don't know. kind of like slightly it's, a human response, even if you're not responsible. If you do something... To inflict any kind of physical pain on someone, even if it's an by accident, you're going to say sorry. Uh, anyway, no need to go in and analyze this. But then they also see that Lisa Todd Wexley and her um, husband, who I can't think of the name of, um, are kind of the same. Every couple has these types of issues. They're all, you know, communicating. Herbert, Herbert Wexley. Herbert. Oh, I thought you were calling him pervert. Um, Herbert we- Wexley, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, like they, and they're just like all on edge. They all want to have this facade, this perfection, this, this sense of perfection around each other. And, and somehow Charlotte sees that Lisa Todd Wexley and Herbert don't have the same, they have the same kind of dynamic sometimes and it's all fine. Done. Yeah. It's all See? fine. And what was their overall well, thought? Couldn't care less. Couldn't Except care I did like their less. tennis outfits. Love the tennis outfits. See, the uh, fashions were really good throughout. Everyone. Yeah. It's really well styled. I actually, in, in the opening, I liked the when they were playing that that older um, pair <laughs> yeah, at the I beginning. There's the woman in the blue tennis outfit. Love that one. <laughs> yes, those two women had it going on. I love that. I actually really yeah. liked how that was all set up. It was a cute little scene. And, you know, sometimes Sex and the City had, I'm always comparing, those little diversions, little humorous scenes. I liked it. Whatever. Moving on. So now Miranda. That's where there's yeah. more. There's some real like uh, more going on here. Miranda. <laughs> so Miranda's at the story. I'm like, are you waiting for me? So they're at the farmer's market. She's buying heirloom tomatoes. She's yelling at Steve. I don't know. I'm like, you're, you're at the, I, just the level of privilege of some of these people. It's. Anyways, she runs into runs into Naya. I guess Naya, who is her professor, uh, is comfortable enough talking about her period and fertility cycle with her student. That was weird. Um, but it. it's established that Steve is hella annoying and deaf. Maybe we could be supportive of his hearing issue, but nope, nope. Super annoying, Steve. You got lost, you big dummy. And just... And then, uh, lost unlike anyone else huh? flustered mm-hmm. <laughs> so flustered so um and then uh then cynthia nixon aka miranda hobbs bumps into chay again and gets it on it's really uncomfortable that's how i'd sum it up 
Is that, is that how you're summing it all up? <laughs> well, you know, I liked the episode more than you. I'd have to say I liked it more than you. I cringed less and it was more of a a story. I think I really like Carrie's storyline. I think I really hmm. liked Carrie's storyline. Okay. okay, so maybe maybe we have to get there. Yes. Um, well, there's a highlight. There's a low light of um, Miranda trying to recreate, physically recreate um, the sex that uh, Che and she oh. had um, with Steve, and he yeah. he like washes his hands and like starts finger oh, trying God. to finger her, and she's she he, they they need lube. She's mad, and then she's like, well. To uh, Carrie, yeah, it's done. There's nothing there. It's it's. There's no spark. Oh my God. No sex. It's done. I'm moving on. And it's like, oh, this is a man. No matter what, this is someone that you. Even if there's no sex, there's no fire. This is person you care about. This person. So, how could you be so flippant about this? How is that the test? Yes, the litmus test for your whole like relationship. Like he's your family. He's your family. He, he's the father of your child. Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, yeah, it was so flippant, and, and it felt really disrespectful. It made me feel sad for Steve, honestly. And that whole kitchen scene, I, I had, like, a very similar experience with one of my high school boyfriends. So I was and like, oh, God. It what? felt very cringy to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like, even in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, cooking in the kitchen. That's just... It was not great. So much. So much to I'll know. I'll tell you that you much. Know, um... Wow, and but Miranda <laughs> too much, too much maybe. But you know what? I thought okay. Well, one more thought about Che and Miranda here. Um, che, um, Miranda was like pissed off that Che didn't text um, her back, and it took three months. And Carrie's yeah. like, okay, three hours is too long in this day and age. You know, you should have heard heard back. And Che was like. <laughs> Man, I'm so high all the time. I don't even know what happened like one minute ago. And like, I get so many DMs that I, I don't know, it's pure volume. Why don't you just DM me more and say what you wanted? And it's like, what are you even talking about? What the fuck are you talking about, Che? I would be so mad. And Miranda's like, let's go have sex. And they Uber who knows where. And we see Che... um, Having sex with Miranda and Miranda's, you I don't know, like Miranda's um, lily white breasts and perky <laughs> nipples, you know, always a fan, always a fan. So, you know, moving on from that. <laughs> I mean, so the thoughts that I had were, does Che know that Miranda is married? And is that okay if they did? Right. Um, is, yes. is, 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 does Che have any responsibility in that? Maybe not. Maybe not. Like, I'm not, I, I'm not necessarily blaming Che, mm-hmm. but do they know? Cause I mean, they met, they met, Mer- they met, uh, Brady at the funeral and like oh, yeah. Miranda no, is met... one of Carrie's best friend. Yeah. They met Steve, so, I think too. I think. Yeah. It seems it's, it's, it's not on Che, but the whole thing just made me really uncomfortable because I was like, I... Are we too, is it, is, is everything moving past like monogamy? Like is, are the lines so blurred? Well, are people so advanced now that this isn't even an issue or what's going on here? Are we so traditional? Yeah. Why, why are we not even talking about it? Or, or the, because the thing that I love about Sex in the City is that 
they often they often did this best, almost always best with the female relationships, mm-hmm. but confrontations happened all the time and those are often the best scenes when mm-hmm. when the, the the friends confront each other about hurt feelings or miscommunications or unmet needs right like mm-hmm. the show does that really well and yep. so i feel like this is it's just reading is very disrespectful to me and it like cheapens miranda and yeah, how could this be what... Because, I mean, her and, her and Steve's... They, like, it's been such a big part of the series is Miranda yeah. and Steve's relationship. And so the fact that we're not even addressing the potential hurt here, it, it's, it's just so weird to me. I know. Like, Miranda isn't at all in any type of sad mourning phase for this relationship. Just excited. Just purely titillated yeah. for Che. That is all. She's just working on a sexual chemistry and this long repression like reawakening you know and that's so much more important than than the ramifications at home that could have been dealt with Mm -hmm. a long time ago a long time ago and then she really could have full agency um over the situation right but i you just as a watch a watcher and someone who has like a shared feels like you have a shared history with steve (laughs) You know, yeah, it's very hard to witness. Um, yeah. So, Carrie. Anyway, Carrie, I, I'm okay. very disappointed. If you can't, very tell. disappointed. We, I'm I upset. am too. I am. I'm upset. I'm upset I'm with upset. Steve and Che and Miranda. And then, so, so that whole thing yes. is upsetting. And then Charlotte's just like um, issue du jour plot lines. Right. Yes. And then, yeah. so what are we left with? Do you know what I mean? Like, what are we left with here then? Carrie's storyline is actually, throughout this whole series, has been the best, the least actually yeah, problematic. Yeah, which is interesting. Yeah, problematic. So, and it also it also feeds into that idea of why um, Kim Cattrall didn't want to come back. Mm-hmm. I get it too because because SJP gets a meal. She gets a meal. She gets a meal. And Cynthia Nixon and Kristen Davis, it's like, here's some, here's like um, a chicha chip. You mm-hmm. know, those like puffed corn snacks that dissolve on your tongue. So ugh, can it be, can there nothing be some redemption? Nothing, nothing to chew on. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Carrie, yeah. Set us up for Carrie here. So Carrie is writing her novel and apparently she crushes it in three months. Good for her. I guess. Uh, she's yes. laughing. So she's she a was really crying. cool publisher. Was, yes, Amanda at like Cool Girl Publishing House. We love House. her publisher. Yes, we love she's her. She's so cool. We want her job. I, I want to be we want kooky, her job. quirky, work at a cool office in in New York City. Is that yeah. too much to ask It reminds for? me of, did you ever watch that? Did you ever watch that Canadian show, Being Erica? Have you ever watched that? I did watch a little bit of it. Yeah. It reminds me of that. Show. They're like, hmm. cookie, publishing cookie. house. Yes, Anyways, here we are. Um, so, yes. So, so she... Amanda says, your book is hella depressing. Yeah. We need an epilogue with a glimmer of hope. You should go on a date. Yep. And and, and so Carrie and does. Like, Carrie does. So she's like, she's lured also by the fact that um, Oprah might want her as a, a book club um, <laughs> nominee. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they have this... Um, they have this uh, dinner or something with the girls, and Seema's there. And uh, um, Seema 
says, weirdly enough, I've actually put you on three dating sites, which is a very strange thing to do to a friend. <laughs> a very strange so thing weird. to do f- to a friend um, with no consent. So now men all over Manhattan think that this highly recognizable, you know, New York icon or writer is on every site. Um, it's just very funny. Very funny to me. And... Um, and Could you like, imagine if I just set you up yeah. on a on a dating site like before a, you'd met Matt? Yeah, or even now, like if you're pulling, trying to get me to do a Miranda, you're like Ricky. I think you're straight. I think you need a reawakening. I put you on <laughs> Tinder, <laughs> Bumble, whatever they are. I don't even know what they are. And hinge. there's like a, a hinge. There's like a thousand women who. <laughs> um, I wouldn't be happy about that. It'd be curious, but I wouldn't be happy. So. Of- of course you wouldn't. But I mean, it'd be nice to like hear the feedback to be like, cute smile. Cute smile. Look at his eyes. <laughs> How much does he make? He's unemployed. Ca- cute smile. Kind eyes. Oh, unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he has a podcast. <laughs> Ooh, he just podcasts? Low, lower, low listenership podcasts? Ooh. Um, we love every one of our thousand listeners. How dare you? <clears throat> We sure do. By the way, keep listening, spread the word, like and subscribe, and leave us a nice review if you want, because we're so flattered. Okay, we're I'm yeah. more flattered about our podcast than Carrie is about the amazing feedback about her book. Um, she comes yeah. back to Amanda and says, you know what, actually, I don't want to do it. No, I don't want, I think this was just a writing exercise for me. I don't care if you're excited. I don't care if I've put you through all this for months. Um, we're good. And Amanda's like, I would yeah. be like, get the fuck. You're actually under fucking contract here, you bitch. And you legally owe us a book because that's probably what's happening here. Anyway, whatever. Um, I'd be so mad, but they're not. They're not. They're just like, you know what? Oprah wants it. And um, you just need to go on a date. So anyway, flash fast forward. To carry on a date. To she Peter. Fight, to Peter. And ha- so she has like a good Peter, time. Peter's a teacher. He's also a widow. His wife he's died from handsome. cervical cancer. Ooh. He's very he's handsome. handsome. He reminds me of Burger. He a looks like Burger. He's kind of like a Burger-esque. He kind of has this... Um, what's the Hulk guy? What's his name again? Um, in the Marvel universe. Um, oh, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, Mark a little Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo with Burger. Hints of Burger. Um, loving, yeah, loving, loving. I yeah. thought he was like he's, his name's John Tenney. Mm. He was used to be married to Terry Hatcher. Oh, really? Who wasn't yeah, married weird, to hey? Terry Hatcher? Um, <laughs> and they they hit it off. They I think they hit it off. You know, they kind of connect right away because they're um, a widow and a widower, and. Um, Carrie gets some drinks rolling, which is, you know, when when my interest starts to peak, when I see the cocktails flowing. One thing, Miranda hasn't <laughs> didn't drink at all. There was nothing, no mention. She's not in any sort of recovery mode. She's just she's not drinking anymore. So that's good, I guess. Whatever. Um, and, <laughs> and how do you think the date went? How do you think the date went? Uh- I have no idea because it shows them meeting and then ordering drinks and then stumbling out the restaurant and puking on each other's Projectile shoes. Projectile <laughs> vomiting on each other, which is so very strange. 
Um, very strange choice because there's other I mean, ways. Could that, you imagine you know, the the writer's room for just like that? For them being like, I have an idea. Let's get Peter to puke on his own yeah, shoes. And, and then, then like that forces Carrie to vomit. And then SJP then reading, doing the round table and they're like, we love this. This is, I can do this. This is going to be good. <laughs> I don't know. I, know. I mean, I didn't hate it. Um, uh, yeah, no, I, I didn't hate that it. they were I, having a good, yeah. And maybe they it's could very have awkward the and, puke. Maybe they could have puked away from yeah. the camera just to keep, you know, the allure, the luster of Carrie going for us a little bit. I didn't need to see it, but sure. I have such mixed feelings about this episode, Ricky. I just think I, I can't know. get over. You can't get over how flippant of, they're being about Steve. Steve is a sticking point for us. Steve, and then also there was a few comments I think that Carrie made throughout the episode about like how her experience is more valid than anyone else's because my husband yep. died, and yep. I was like, "What the?" She keeps playing what that is trump happening? card. Yes, she's like, "But my husband died." Anthony actually told a story where about how he so gross get him off this show how he pooped his pants chocolate chip ice cream fudge ice cream like and she's like just keeps on talking about pooping um and she's like yeah but my uh, mine's worse but he seems to be having the most fun out of anybody like he's like he's at this like kids fundraiser and he's like sorry i i wasn't here because i was giving a a blowjob or getting one getting a hand job getting a hand job from from one of the waiters (laughs) You like, know, I don't but know. same with him though. Uh, Stanford is left him, and he must be sadder than this. I don't know. Like it just yeah. also seems a little bit like okay that he moved on very easily from this Stanford, and they're not even like really respecting that legacy either a little bit in those situations. But okay, but we're at this like um, fundraiser, this auction, right? So this is where this is the kind of the big scene. I loved how sad it was and then how how it shifted um that Carrie ends up on stage um helping to auction herself off and they actually have to lower the price um because no one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like they're like how how about four well, 405 or something i mean she's introduced as like Carrie Brad a date with Carrie Carrie Bradshaw sex writer so it's yeah. like uh... and, and then he goes oh, no sex no sex not like you might have thought that we were actually auctioning off Carrie Bradshaw to just have sex with you. Like, no, no one thought that. So anyway, yes. Um, no. But then um, Charlotte's so mortified, she starts bidding. And then it's a really romantic, it's a and very then, cliche, but and romantic then thing. Peter, Peter bids on her. Yeah, Peter wins. And they, they decide to go on another date. Yeah. And it's sweet. It's sweet. Love it. I want it's and sweet. Then, so Yeah. Can can I think can I explain I think what's happening is that I'm also watching the third season as I'm rewatching it just like that. Okay. And there there are some very intense episodes in the third season that are like really <laughs> hard to watch. I just watched the episode where Samantha is in the meatpacking district. Oh. And remember there's those like She calls them the trannies. Sex workers, yeah, yeah, outside her window. And it's so offensive. And I know oh. it's like 20 years old, but it's so offensive. And and like Carrie's all there's all these instances where she's like a super shitty friend. And even in this episode where she doesn't tell 
Miranda that Che's going to be there? Like, yeah, you're She's a bad like, friend. Oh, well, well, you're I not going to tell her. Problem? Like, what? Well, I don't know. You know, obviously uh, they've well, had well, well, like, my husband conversations died. Like, about this. Yeah. So I think I'm just feeling like. Do I still love the show? Yes. Am I? Do I still want to watch it every week? Of course. Am I still obsessed with the fashion? Yes. But I think I'm also having some disillusionment to be like, also, low-rise jeans are back. <laughs> I know. You've had a bad week um, finding out all these all these yeah. things. Well, what was the saving grace of this episode? Like, what worked for you? What did you enjoy? Like, what was the pure pleasure of this episode for you? The tennis scenes I thought were fun. Um, I like Charlotte and LTW's friendship. Mm-hmm. I like that they are like a killer tennis match. I think that was yeah. fun. Um, yeah. I like I liked Carrie and Peter's connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it is a good meet cute. I guess like oh, we're was, together yeah. now. The first time we met, we puked on each other's shoes, and also the clothes were f- fantastic. They, they were good. the clothes yeah. were. See, yeah. I just you? had well, I love? just had a realization in the moment. I'm like, what were mine? Mine. My the my favorite part was the opening and I couldn't get over it and the closing like of of um, Carrie writing at that window and I realized why because it reminds me of the old show and all that I'm looking for mm. is that hit of that feeling of watching Sex in the City and I'm not getting it from and just like that I'm getting it from when I'm mm. reminded I'm getting that pleasure of when I'm reminded of the old show huh. and I'm and I'm not loving what the new show is as much right so it's, anytime yeah, and yeah. also because we're watching it as like we're not we watched sex and the city when we were in our 20s mm-hmm. and like you know speaking of youth and feeling your age and now we're watching it as like i mean you're old but i'm not 40 yet <laughs> <laughs> you look great though you look great um you look great. <laughs> but no, you know, and, and the um, fantasy, the wish fulfillment, the fantasy element of it has changed. Like when I watched Sex in the City back then, I'm like, I want all of this. I think it's kind of attainable. Oh, my God. Like, I'm so excited for my life because it can be so fabulous. And look at how these mm-hmm. women do it. And it's like so different. Now I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, <gasps> oh, my God, I'm I'm so glad I, I wasn't actually didn't get what they got because they're all fucked. They don't know what they're doing. They don't seem further ahead, only financially, not emotionally, not in any other way, um, not in their relationships necessarily. And I I don't want it anymore. I don't want want what I'm seeing. Uh, it's true. I'm going to give you one more chance and just like that. Well, right. There's or how, are there two episodes? No, there's left? a few more episodes. Wasn't this seven? There's eight, nine, ten. There's three more chances, three strikes, and you're out. Let's okay. see. Okay. Okay. What was the best outfit? So, okay, that's tricky. But uh, if I had to decide, it's Carrie's date dress. Okay. And, with and silver jacket, like that one shoulder, um, powder blue. Oh yeah. Fitted dress that she's wearing with that silver jacket with like sort of blue embroidery accents, fantastic. Ah, oh, very good. Mine, mine was the collage of of outfits she had at home in the window scene, and I'm just mm. always reminded by how well Carrie dresses in her own home. It's like a respect of her space, and it's it's true style for me that you don't necessarily go into your grossest clothes at in your own home. I think that's just true style. So it's that was my favorite. 
Yeah. So, and what are you? Okay, our I last our last question is: What are you hoping for? I'm I'm hoping that Miranda and Steve can have an actual meaningful conversation about the state of their relationship, mm. and that there can be some more respect offered to Steve's character because it just feels shitty. It feels mm-hmm. shitty. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm, what about you? I'm hoping for less du jour. You know, like I really. I, I love all of the new characters. I need them to have more substance. I need to know more about them. You know what they could have, you know, like in Girls, where there would be like an episode that didn't have anything to really do. It was like a, a secondary character. Why don't we have a, a whole show about Nyla's world? Why don't we have a whole show, like special shows, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, about Lisa Todd Wexley's world? Why don't we a whole one about Chase so we could understand more about them? And... But right now we're just getting it peppered in and it's just honestly, again, it's like pocket gaze. It's just progressing the plot or introducing new issues. So in service I, of the white in of the white characters. Service of the white characters. Not the other way around. Yeah. Not yet. Not at all. So Oh my god, I'm, I'm I would watch a series about LTW. That'd Me be too. amazing. I wanna see it. Could you imagine that I just said I want to see a whole show about Che? I didn't mean that, but I mean they could give me more. <laughs> to At least for me to like yeah. them or to understand them a little yeah. bit more. Um, so, well, you know what? And just like that, I think we're done. And we're looking for a glimmer of hope. <laughs>